The Composition of the Revolutionary Organisation All sections of the working class who recognise the need to overthrow capitalism and who want to create a libertarian communist society will be united inside the organisation. Elements of other classes and strata who see the need for the victory of the working class will also be gathered inside the organisation. Blue-collar and white-collar workers, elements of the working intelligentsia and scientific strata will work together in the realisation of the revolution. The intellectual has a role to play in helping to clarify positions inside the organisation, but they should never have a privileged position within it. In fact, the practicality of working class people very often outstrips the intellectual in theory and practice. It is vital that workers must be the vast majority inside the revolutionary organisation. During revolutionary upheavals, the revolutionary organisation will fight in the newly created workplace and neighbourhood structures on an ideological level against authoritarian groups. It will work within the working class to ensure that these structures function with the full participation of all on an equal basis and fight against any party or organisation that aims to take power in the name of the working class. If Leninists try and use force to destroy the gains of the working class, then the anarchist organisation must be fully prepared to combat them on a physical level and to help other working class people to prepare for this eventuality. It follows from this that in the revolutionary period, the anarchist organisation must call for and assist in the arming of all working people for defence against their enemies and for the formation of workers' militias under the control of the mass organisations. The anarchist communist revolutionary organisation does not dissolve itself immediately after the initial insurrectionary phase of the revolution. It must continue to grow in order to struggle until libertarian communism is fully achieved. As this ideal is realised, the organisation becomes looser and eventually disappears completely. There will be no change in the aim of the organisation now or during the revolution. That aim is the self-emancipation of the working class conscious of itself. Our tactics will of course be modified to the circumstances and activity will be raised to the highest possible level. However, it should be stressed that revolutionary action, even in time of violent conflict, must be combined with even greater self-education and propaganda. The most important battle to win will be the battle of ideas. To operate effectively, the revolutionary organisation should adopt a more organic nature in time of revolution. Since it may be difficult, if it not impossible, to hold congresses or delegate meetings of comrades far apart, the successful revolution is a global event, although it may spark in only certain places initially, and meetings are often slow to come to decisions and are extremely vulnerable to attack by our enemies thus breaking up into group links. Most communication and achieving of consensus on short-term strategy is likely to be done by informal contact between members and groups using what methods of communication are available. We must have an interlinked network of members involved not only in their local revolutionary grouping but simultaneously in workplace and community collectives that have arisen in the course of struggle. Equally important are non-geographical alignments, for example with revolutionaries to whom our members are politically close to or in debate with, with those in similar circumstances of struggle or sharing types of communities or particular forms of oppression. As it does already, 
the revolutionary organisation will undoubtedly need to delegate responsibility to individuals and groups to carry out certain roles during the revolution. What is important is that no individual should become indispensable in the event of their loss or defection, and that the organisation retains the ability to remove delegates at any time. The recall and rotation of delegates must be a normal feature of the revolutionary organisation. Ideally, all members should be able to fulfil a variety of roles and no leadership elite will be allowed to develop. The anarchist communist organisation should see itself in the revolutionary period as a tendency within the revolutionary movement advocating maximum involvement. It should be prepared to exist with other tendencies as only constant debate within the class can ensure that correct decisions are made. If you agree with the vision of a revolutionary organisation, the role and the approach outlined above, we would encourage you to join us. Visit our website at www.anarchistcommunism.org.